You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, the things I had to do. <laughs> the, the things, things you have seen. I have seen the things these hands have had. Oh, God, it was awful. It's never going to leave me. It was one of the most unexpectedly disgusting things I've ever had to do. Have you ever had to do it before? Uh, not like that. No, <laughs> not like that. It was, I don't even think I should probably tell the story on the show. You to probably be should. It's, pretty, it's, it's, not a, it's not a comforting story, but everything worked out all right. Well, but these comforting. hands, what these hands did. Hello, everyone. This Hello. is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with, this, here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We've got a ton of stuff we're going to get to today that we're going to be talking about. Um, we do have a special guest in the studio <laughs> that I will introduce here in a second. Well, you won't really hear a lot from him, but you we'll may hear some, hear some, some, whining, some in whining in the background yeah. a little bit. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to say thank you very much to everybody out there who listens to Fun Employment Radio for something that you have been doing and that you uh, are, are such wonderful people for continuing to do. And that is by going to Fun Employment Radio. Dot com and clicking on the Amazon. Oh link. my goodness! Doing it's very that helpful. is very helpful for not only us but for the entire uh, United States of America and for your family and friends. It's the best way to do it. You want to get them some presents. You want to you want to buy somebody something. What do you do? You go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. It's the best thing you can do. So tomorrow, uh, when it's Thanksgiving Day and you're sitting around your Thanksgiving dinner with mm-hmm. your family or your friends, or maybe you just go out to a bar for Thanksgiving. to God that nobody's bringing up anything political. Right. Well, no, you don't do that. What you bring up is counteract every political statement with, well, let me tell you this. I know something that's good for all of America, and it's this. Shopping at FunEmploymentRadio.com could not be easier because I go to that website and I click on the Amazon link, and I know it helps everybody. It's a unifying thing. Oh, my God, Greg. All right, so let's wrap it up, bring it up, there, up over and over <laughs> at Thanksgiving. Just continue to do that. If somebody says something about politics, you bring up FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. So that's the answer. That's the catch-all answer. Just that's like, that's yep. the answer. Yeah, it's, it's the one unifying factor we all have that can bring us all together mm-hmm. over this Thanksgiving weekend. I think weekend. that's a great idea. Yeah, see, there we go. I worked it out by the end there. Um, all right. So, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but we do have a special guest here in studio, and it is my roommate's dog, <laughs> Finnegan. <laughs> Finnegan is a little, what is Finnegan again? He's a Cairn Terrier. Cairn Terrier. He looks, Which basically he looks, like a, he looks like a little bristly broom with um, a round broom with eyeballs. Basically. Yeah, that's pretty much what he looks like. Uh-huh. That's, that's a pretty accurate description. There's a, there's a picture that was posted on Facebook and Twitter. So Finnegan's been a roommate. Giant, what are those giant rodent things that are? You think he looks like a capybara? Copy, yeah, I, I think he kind of does. I don't know if he does look like a capybara, but I, I guess I can see a little bit of it in there. Um, but he's he's been he's been a roommate of mine because <laughs> my roommate owns Finnegan, and for I don't know a year and a half or something like that. So a marmot? Yet yeah, somebody's asking if he looks like a marmot. He could look a little bit like a marmot. He looks a lot like a capybara. Now that I'm th- looking a at a capybara, it. Yeah. I don't think he looks like a capybara. I don't think that's that's probably the right thing. If you don't know what a capybara is, for some reason Sarah's obsessed with them. They're it's so like you found cute. out what they were like last year, and then I know I never obsessed. I never even knew they existed before that. Yeah. Capybaras are like ten times the size of Finnegan, though they're huge. I don't know. Finnegan's getting pretty big. <laughs> well, <laughs> Finnegan. So Finnegan is a you know my roommate's dog. He's very sweet. He's very nice. He's a little guy, and he's not necessarily the brightest he's, dog in the he's world. Very dim. He's he's he knows what he likes, and he just he likes food. And he likes pets, and that's about all Finnegan and does. And that's all And he laying needs. upside down on my couch mm-hmm. and ruining one of the couch pillows. That's that's what Finnegan does. He's he's very he's an awesome dog. Um, wouldn't and trust him to defend adorable. me. Adorable. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, he's he's a pretty adorable dog. And however, he's over the years he's gotten a couple of nicknames in the house, and one of these I guess I have to. I feel weird doing. I'm I'm not normally the one to work these kinds of angles into the into a story, but this is normally Sarah's kind of angle. What? Well, World of Crazy is basically World of Poop. You know that, right? That's what it is. Pretty it's much every story that you poop? have is yeah. I'm looking at my stories today, and only like one of them has a something okay. To we do only with have poop. a one. Okay, only a ten percent. Only yes. Twenty percent, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got a couple of names over the years. He and this is to no fault of his own. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even, we, we have to say the other one. Okay, yeah, because we we joke around with him. We're, uh, he got a nickname of Fatigan for a while. He's, he he, get, he gains some and weight. And then he, he, like, has a, he has a, a constant struggle with his weight. Yeah, the poor guy. Because he's always stealing food, and, and he's supposed to be very small. So when he you know gets a little extra food, like and, he gets very fat very And this quick. is a joking name. He's not... <laughs> He's not in any danger, health dangers, or anything like that. We, it was just a joke, and especially when you sh- when he gets his hair cut and then it grows back in, it looks like he's twice the dog. Yeah, because because uh, when you um, get him wet, you can see that he is much thinner than he looks, and that's mm-hmm. what had to happen to me yesterday. <laughs> <sighs> so yesterday he wasn't fat again. No, he got his other nickname. His other nickname, which he has, which is shit again, and his <laughs> name he got the name shit again. A couple of years ago, when, or I guess a year and a half ago or something like that, when, when my buddy Gavin was in town, and we were sitting in my backyard having a couple of beers in the afternoon, and uh, Finnegan walked up to Gavin, and Gavin just reached down without looking, started petting him, and then looked down at his hand and realized, huh, what's, what's this on my hand? Oh, it's fecal matter. Because Finnegan oh, yes, had Greg, rolled so around. It's fecal matter. I've already said Finnegan and poop. Like, uh, I'm not trying to be classy. <laughs> what are you trying like, to do? Like, pepper in all the different, like, names for it? Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, he reaches down. Yeah, his hand was covered in it. So, that's oh. that's when, that's the day he got the nickname shit again. And, and this doesn't happen often. He's not generally that kind of a dog. But yesterday, I came home and I noticed the living room smelled terrible. <laughs> terrible. And I couldn't understand what was going on and I'm looking around I'm like was there an accident I didn't see anything and I walked up to Finnegan just laying there on the couch and I'm like man you stink I thought maybe you just needed a bath or something and I was going to text my roommate Chris and be like dude you got to give Finnegan a bath but then I walked around the house a little more and actually I sat down to start doing some editing and I'm like maybe it's just in my head maybe there's just nothing here oh no that's when I started find, finding clumps all around the room. Oh, the poor little guy no. had somehow smushed. <laughs> Again, this is such a gross story. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to explain a little bit. He's a little dog. It's fine. It's like, and, it's uh, not that And it gross. was mushed and matted all into his fur, and he dropped clumps all over the place. And so I was the one there. I had to clean up all of that, which I have an instant gag reflex when it comes to... Oh, yeah. Greg's wimpy. I'm really wimpy. Mm -hmm. Like, even just the thought of it, I start throwing up. I've got a pretty strong stomach. I don't have much of a... You don't have a strong stomach. I do, too. Well, I don't I hate believe medical you shows. Do. I don't like to watch anything medical. No, anything medical is. No, you have the most finicky stomach. You have a very. You have the opposite of a strong stomach. What do you mean? You have a weak stomach. No, you're making it sound like I throw up all the time. Do you? I, like, what I do you, don't. Well, because you're very, very, very particular about what kinds of foods that. Well, you no, eat. that's different. That's a picky. And you get I, grossed out very. Up, no, you get grossed out very easily. Uh, maybe. Maybe I do get grossed out a little yes, bit. Yes, Greg. Yeah, but I don't do. get. I'm not. I don't like. I'm not like ready to throw up. Um, but this was more of like a gag reflex, like... Oh, yeah, it's being noted in the chat. You throw up when you take a shot. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Oh, yeah, uh, you go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. you are a thrower I go for a walk. That's what I tell people. Yeah, I, I gotta yeah, go so for a walk. Yeah, so you're sitting here trying to turn it on me like, how dare you, Sarah? How dare you say it? Well, no, because you were stomach. referring it to food. You're making it sound like I'm... Like I throw up from food all the time. I don't throw up from food. I throw up from shots. I don't like to watch medical shows. I don't like any invasive medical procedures. I will turn that show off. Um, and I don't, uh, I do my duty. I, if I'm walking a dog, I will, of course, pick it up because I hate it when people leave dog crap on my front front lawn. But I almost vomit every time I do it. And this was doing it all over the house because he'd been walking around just blop, 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 blop. At some point, dropping this in. And then I had to give him, give him a bath. And so, which meant I had to put on some gloves, had to dig in there. We had to, we had to oh. do a full body clean. Oh. Yeah. It was well, not a pleasant. Him. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a pleasant afternoon. It was not what I intended to do with my, my afternoon. What did you clean him with? Just like a hose? The hose. Yeah. The hose outside and which he's not a fan of. He was oh, not hi, buddy. whining in the background. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a fan of that. Uh, however, that's what I had to do. So anyway. So you hosed that's, him down so in the background. what I'm saying is right now, uh, this is getting to the point of why Finnegan's in the studio and why I'm not 100% on Team Finnegan right right, quite yet. Uh, we're good. We're buds. But I'm, it's still, I'm still thinking about it. I'm not forgetting. You can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. It's been it. less than a day. I can't see it. I can't mm. unsee it. Uh, but Sarah is actually going to be taking Finnegan with her 
for Thanksgiving I'm up to Bremerton. I'm taking him to Bremerton with me. Because Chris is going somewhere else. Uh, go, I don't know, they're renting a condo or something that's not yeah, allowed. That dogs, dogs weren't allowed, yeah. And so Sarah is going to uh, voluntarily over, you know, much torture and oh, pain. yes, it was torture. She just was twisting my arm. She just can't stand being but around clearly, Finnegan. Clearly, you've heard me talk, I hate animals. Clearly you do. Yes. Yes, very big animal hater. So Sarah's going to be taking Finnegan up to uh, Bremerton, and I'm just saying... What, be prepared for oh, something like that. Are you prepared for something like that if that were to happen? Well, I mean, the only reason that uh, that honestly happens sometimes is when he's stuck inside too long, right? Uh, well, like no, I don't even think that's it. I think, I, I don't know why that happened. I mean, only maybe twice, two to three times, I think there's been some accidents. This was something else. And it, whatever, he's fine. He's it's, he's not sick or anything. He's just a he's just a dumb little dog. You yeah. know, he's a wonderful And he sweet doesn't like also being dog. out in the rain, so that could be No, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. He hates going out in the rain. Um whatever. He's a dog being a dog. But you may just just be prepared for something oh, like that. God. I mean, Finnegan's Finnegan's life is in your hands. I know. Finnegan's you don't think I know that? Is in your hands, dude. I know. He's going to be my little co-pilot. Like he's going to uh, accompany me on my journey to Bremerton. Okay. And then my parents have never met him. So I'm kind of excited. I, I have described him to my parents. And yeah. my dad is like, oh, I don't know if I want to have a dog there. But like, clearly my dad loves dogs. Yeah. And as soon as he sees him, he's going to melt. Okay. Because Finn is just like the, uh, again, I know we keep saying dumb and it's not meant to no, be like. No, it's not meant to be a mean not way. Meant to be, he's just really, uh, life is easy. Yeah. He, has, he really doesn't have a lot of concerns. No. There's nope. not a lot. There's really nothing going on up there. No, he's just a sweet, just nice a little dog. Sweet, dumb little dog. Yep. <laughs> and in the best way possible, he's a he's a wonderful dog. He's just he's just not bright. Mm. I don't think so. And I've been around a lot of dogs, and I I've been around bright dogs. Yeah, yeah. You know the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Butters was a bright dog. Butters knew what she was doing. She, she was, was an asshole. Yeah. Uh, my, which, which, if you don't know, Butters was my dog that passed away a year, two years ago. Um, yeah, she was smart. She was just an ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she knew what she was doing. Finn Finn doesn't know. He doesn't try to hide anything. No. Like, he'll just sit there and, like, stare at you while you're eating your food, and then he won't pretend to be disinterested. He'll know when he did something wrong, and that's one thing I can always find really quick, because uh, he'll just sit there and he'll look at me, and just with this, his ears back, I'm like, okay, I'm not even mad. I have no idea what you've done, but clearly you've just told me you did something, so... Mm-hmm. What did you do? <laughs> and then I'll find part of a quesadilla. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Suman says, if I ever find a stray dog, I will give it to Craig. Oh, now I, I think that was meant to be a nice thing that his that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I'm at some point I will get another dog. It's just right now I've got Finnegan at home, <laughs> which Finnegan requires a minus, you know, what I, what I had to do uh, the other day. That's Finnegan's fine. It's like little to no maintenance, little to no maintenance for the mm. most part. And I don't have to pay for any of his food. And all I have to do is pet him and you give him water and then him. occasionally bathe him. When when I don't want to, but other than that, it's kind of nice because it's you know I, it's kind of like being an uncle, I suppose. Like I get all uh, mostly mm-hmm. the good the good side, and then somebody else has to pay for it. That's what I'm kind of excited you know? about. I get uh, I get to see Eloise um, too. I get to see my niece. So not only do I get to hang out with an adorable dog, I get to hang out with my most favorite little adorable human. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Yeah. So Sarah is going up to Bremerton. So Sarah, now we've talked about your traditions for Christmas before mm-hmm. that your family has. Do you have Thanksgiving traditions that you do with you and your family? Not particularly. You don't um, all sit around and sing some song together or... Or uh, do you and your sister sit in your pajamas and act like you're eight and ten again? Or, I mean, I don't know. How does this work? Not really. I mean, well, I know 100% one of the things that we're going to be doing because it's the um, Murder Madness Thanksgiving uh, Lifetime Movie Marathon. The murder madness. It's, it's like murder. Yeah, it's it's like murder madness or something. And it's like a Thanksgiving Lifetime Movie Marathon that's happening starting tonight, like all through the weekend. Yeah. So that's what, my parents have a DVR thing. So that's what my sister and I do is we'll go through, we'll pick out the movies, mm-hmm. we'll save them all, and then like get them, you know, get all of them lined up in a row. So that way we can have them saved, so we can skip through all the commercials. Uh, later okay, at night all right, watch them. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, question in the live chat. So you're gonna have your niece up there, mm-hmm. who's I don't know. She she's not even one, right? No, she's ten months. Ten old. months mm-hmm. old. Uh, it's being asked in the in the chat here, the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live for your live subscriber. Uh, it's Keelan's wanting to know, does Sarah hug the shit out of small humans like she does small animals? And that's a good point to bring up because that is what Sarah does, especially with small animals, that she, if she wants them to like her, whether they care to be picked up or not. Oops, there's there's, there's Finn squeaking. Finn's bone. Oh. <laughs> um, 
the, uh, she will pick them up and force them to be loved. No matter how much squirming, they will never get away. And Sarah will do that until they give up. And then eventually, it's kind of like a Stockholm Syndrome thing. Eventually, they decide, well, this is life now. Mm-hmm. There's no point in trying to escape. No point in struggling. I'm stuck here. Yep. And then you train them to where that's that's what they do. Now when I go over to Greg's house, uh, I used to have to like pick Finn up and put him on my lap. Like he sees me and he's just like, it's like he's a robot. And he'll be just like, oh, okay, the weird lady's here. I must go sit on her lap now. This is what I do. I sit this on the weird lady's lap. Otherwise, she will pick me up and I will never, ever, ever, ever mm-hmm. get away. It is. It's programmed. It's programmed. Yeah, you I tr- gave him full on Stockholm him. syndrome. Yeah. Where now he thinks, oh, this is what I want. Like he thinks that it's what he wants. And maybe it is what he wants. Who's to say it isn't what he wants? I mean, it's what he does. So, Are you going to do that with your niece? I'm going to make her love me. <laughs> you will love me. No, she already does. I, I confuse her because my sister and I look so similar. Oh, yeah. And she'll like look at me and then look back at my sister and she she gets really confused. <laughs> Especially like when she starts like trying to grab at my boobs. I'm like, I've got nothing for you there. Oh, oh boy. That's uh, that's the wrong person. Wrong, wrong person. person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so so no traditions. Are you going to go to... One of your uh, Bremerton bars or anything or that you guys Maybe. go do? Maybe. We might have to do that because my sister's actually going to be out of town for Christmas this year because it's it's Michael's parents' turn to have oh, them boy. go down to California. Okay. So they're bringing the baby down to California. And uh, so we, I don't know if we're going to be able to like, be doing all the regular Christmas traditions. Okay. But I will probably have to make a stuffed Heather again like I did that one year. That's one of the creepiest things that you've ever done. Uh, Sarah's <laughs> sister's name is Heather, and Sarah stuffed a set of pajamas and drew a fake smiling face on, like, a paper plate and uh, set it up as a surrogate Heather for the household. And there's a picture of that online somewhere. Oh, yeah. No, we drank uh, – we, we read Christmas stories together, drank <laughs> wine. It was, it was a wonderful time. It was a well, that's one. the picture that we're going to have to share on this on this episode, I think. No. I think that's the one that's going to have to be up oh, there. Oh, we do have one tradition, though, our Thanksgiving tradition, which is the only way that um, Heather and I still get, you know, Christmas presents at this point because we're way too old to be getting, you know, a lot of Christmas presents, um, is going, we do go... You know that's not true. You love presents. I love presents. Who doesn't love presents? Who says, I don't like presents? No, I don't think anybody says they don't like presents. Well, but I'm I mean, saying, you you love presents. Like, well, you actively seek people, out presents. I do, most people you solicit, love presents. You, sh- you, you present shame if somebody doesn't get you a present. What are you talking about? You do about? a light shaming. Who? Who did I present shame? You present shame people. You're a present shame. I am not. Who have I done that to? You, do it to, you just do a general thing. Where it's if you don't get if somebody doesn't get you a present, then it's like what kind of present? I don't know for anything for your birthdays and stuff like that. Like how when everyone shame. was pressuring John and Boring to buy me, you know, those new kids on the block tickets, I didn't say anything. <laughs> exactly, that's other, that's other people. That's what I'm talking about. That's the present mm-hmm. shaming. That's the present shaming. Or like in full if effect. I post something online and I'm like, hey, look at this Tommy was so room themed bad holiday sweater. <laughs> I'm wear size small. Like that's not that's not asking for anything. That's just providing information uh-huh. to people. Nope, that's not. It just makes sense, right? <laughs> Present shamer. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So what? What so is this tradition? So the only reason that uh, that my sister and I can get uh, anything like even remotely close to something that we'd want is to wake up super early on Black Friday and go shopping with my mom. Okay. Which I know everyone Black Friday, Black bad bad. But you know, it's it's just a thing. Nobody's going to change my mind. It's my um, it's my special thing that I do with my mom and my sister the day after Thanksgiving every year. And then that way I don't end up with a bunch of like plum colored sweaters that my mom usually, because that's how she got my sister and I to start going to Black Friday with her because she would just start picking out random stuff for us. Okay. And that's the only way, like, because then if we go with her, then we can, what? Oh, nothing. I didn't know you had a Southeast Barber Company shirt. Yeah. Quick side note. Why don't I have one? I don't I'm going to ask Gil about that. Yeah, okay. I was like, why? I'm, I'm telling you this compelling story. No, I'm story. listening. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. Sorry. And you look, I thought Side I had note. something on my shirt. Okay. No. Um, yeah, and that's the only way that I <laughs> That's the only way that we can get, you know, anything that we want. Plus, it's new sock day. That's what I always get all my new socks. Okay. And you know how much I love my gold toe right. black socks. Okay. Well, there we go. That's very exciting. <laughs> what? Sock you talk. asked me? No, it's true. No, that's good. Who doesn't love? That's one of my happiest things is getting fresh new socks. Yeah. Do you not feel that way about socks? Uh, socks are okay. I would say if I were rich, yeah, I would probably wear a new pair of socks every day. Me too. I would never wear the same pair of socks twice. Yeah. I would be that wasteful. No, I mean, I would give them to somebody else. 
You know, I'd be sock Here's hand-me-downs. Here's my once-worn socks. Once-worn? I mean, that's still pretty good, but yeah. You I would start like a, so- a sock oh, sorry, shop. Finn. God dang it. Are Finnegan. you squishing him? Yeah, I just kicked him. God <laughs> damn it, Greg. See, and this is why Chris asked me to watch him. So I don't kick him in the face. Oh, it is not. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm glad you're doing that. You have your traditions going on. I'm going down to the country where I know what to expect Yeehaw. down there because I grew up out in the country and... Uh, you're and saying country, right? I did. I strange. did say it where. Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah. Strange. It was an country. accident. It was an accident. Um, no, I grew up down in the country, so I know what to expect. I'm going to get down there. We've got a pond on the property. There's going to be a problem because the beavers have cut down more trees. My oh, dad's, no. My dad's going to be ticked about that, and probably still. I got to tell you, Greg, those beavers. Yeah, the be- really damn beavers keep on cutting down the beavers. cutting down the trees, mm. and then you have to deal with uh, the Mennonites down the road because they've got their horse and buggies that they ride down the road all the time, but they go really, really, really slow, and so it's kind of a pain when you're driving down the road and you have to get around those guys in their buggies and they oh take up the God. whole lane. Right? There's those dudes, and then you also have to deal with the farmer who has the field about mm, it's probably about two miles away, maybe a mile away from from my parents' house, but they've got a thing out there it's like a natural gas powered noisemaker that makes a sound like a shotgun to oh, scare, scare yeah. away all the birds off of the property but it goes off once every 10 minutes so you really have to get used to that it's just a shotgun blast every 10 minutes that you hear it's pretty you annoying you can hear that from your room oh you can hear it everywhere yeah all day long and it'll be maybe not every 10 minutes maybe every 15 minutes but it's pretty off pretty often and so you have to deal with that too. That's part of the, that's part of growing up in the country though. And then you got, you know, too many damn frogs. There's a lot of frogs that are out there. Okay. Um, and they will, uh, <clears throat> don't yeah. shoot the frogs, Greg. I'm not going to go shoot any frogs. I shot frogs when I was little because I was paid to shoot the frogs by my neighbor because he had too many frogs in his pond. If your dad gave you a quarter of frog, would you do it? Yeah. I mean, no, I would not do that. No, I, I'm okay with that now. I will let nature take its course, and I'm sure those frogs will just starve to death rather than me taking care of that problem. No, of course I wouldn't ever do that. Yes, that was very believable. Anyway, uh, so that's that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going down there with uh, <laughs> with that, going down to the country. So it's it's going to be a good old, good old fashioned country Thanksgiving. Now where I'm going. Wow. Yep. So do you have country Thanksgiving uh, The one tradition I've got is I go over to my friend Nate's house because they usually have Thanksgiving over at there, and it's going to be at his mom's house, and that's about three miles away from mine. So I go over there and visit, and then we, uh, we hang out for a while, and then I come back home. That's about the tradition. That's about it. That's, that's a good tradition. Yeah, that's the tradition. I always stop by. Do you Say guys hello. watch like football? Isn't isn't Thanksgiving like a big football day? Yeah, my family's not. I mean, my family's more college football, like Civil War on Saturday, mm. which is the, the Oregon State Beavers versus the Oregon Ducks, two real shitty teams this year that are going to be duking it up. And well, I'll talk about that in ball talk though. Okay. But yeah, no, that's about it. I do, I do go down there. It's it's weird getting used to. <laughs> uh, it's being asked in the chat. Uh, do you and Nate do family wrestling on Thanksgiving? We don't. We don't. We don't wrestle. We don't have any wrestling contests. We'll go over there and, and yeah, that's about it. And there's not much, there's not really a whole lot of exciting things. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's pretty, it's really boring. It's pretty boring. It's pretty relaxing though, because then I just get to go to bed and I actually, you know, I go to sleep listening to wild animals and stuff like that, you know, or not tons of wild animals, but coyotes or, or bur- random weird birds and frogs and all that stuff. I love going to sleep to that kind of thing. Like that's comforting. So you open up the window so you can hear all of the wildlife that wants to eat you and then, it's all outside. You open all the windows? Yeah, you open up all like the windows. Crawl in? Uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, I okay. suppose. Yeah. That does not sound, that sounds the exact opposite of comforting to me. See, this this is, in Portland, I have to deal with meth heads and uh, crazy Russian bonfire neighbors, and then random people walking down the street calling me fuckstick and things like that. You know, <laughs> down down there, I just deal with, with wild animals, and then like a, gold, a big golden retriever. It's pretty awesome. I'm I'm pretty stoked about it, uh, and and also it's good sleep because I have been getting really crappy sleep over the you last. You always get crappy sleep. Yeah, over the last few days. Well, I've been a little stressed out, and um, I do have. I did write down what happened last night, and I don't know if we want to. I don't know if we want to do a dream, Greg's dreams, but this one's pretty weird. Uh, I want to do it. Okay, tell me. All right, well, because here's the thing: we've done this before on the show, and I, I it doesn't read have out, to do with Beyonce's weird sister, does it? No, the last dream had to do with Beyonce's weird sister, and and then me going into a big cavern and having yeah, you can listen back yes. to that one. That's a whole different dream. Okay, here's the dream that happened now. So, and I have no idea what this means. And as usual, I would love to hear any feedback that anyone has about what this means. 
<sighs> okay. So I dreamt that I was president of the United States. Of course. I was president. Well, no, I normally don't have dreams quite like that, but I dreamt I was president. But the, I don't have dreams like that either, now that you mention it. Yeah, it was weird. And uh, I was president, but I had... A, <laughs> I, maybe I'll say what my name was. Here in a, well, here's the thing. I was president, and I was at, at some kind of a giant like park city. So it was a city, but it was all parks and like like streets or maybe just like a giant park with a whole bunch of streets through it. Okay. And so I was riding along in this thing. Well, like Central this, Park or something? Um, kind of, but like normal streets going, like multiple normal streets. Okay. Like blocked, like blocks. And I was in this park and I was riding, knowing that I was president of the United States, on a scooter. So it was it was like a, like a, like a European like scooter. Like a Vespa? Kind of like a Vespa, okay. yeah. Yeah, we'll say it was a Vespa. Yeah, it was, yeah, like a Vespa. And so I was riding on this thing, and I was in my president suit, and I was riding What's along. president suit? I, d- I don't know. I was You're in like, like a nice Camacho, suit. like President Camacho? You weren't wearing like a, No, it wasn't like rhinestone or anything. Strikes, it was just okay. like a nice suit. Like, okay. I don't know, something Obama would wear. And so I'm, I'm, I'm riding on this scooter for some reason. Uh, it's being asked, do you have a helmet? I did not have a helmet, actually. Uh-oh. I did not have a helmet in this dream. But I was riding along, and I knew there were some people behind me, but I didn't really pay attention. They were far enough back behind me. There's nobody in front of me. There's nobody else on these streets except me. So I'm just riding along. And I'm sitting there in my dream, and I realize, like, oh, yeah, I'm president. Um, but my name wasn't Greg. This is the real strange part. This okay. is where it really gets weird. My name was really specific because it you was... You always have really specific names. I know. Name. It's so strange. So my name was written on my scooter. Like, I looked down, and it was President of the United States, Zora the Builder. My name was Zora the Builder. I have no idea where this comes from. I have no How idea what Zora this means. Spelled? Z-O-R-A-H. Zora the Builder. And that was my name. That was, that was, it was President Zora the Builder. Z-O-R-A-H. That's how it was spelled. So I don't know. I didn't know what that meant. Oops, I just knocked over that. And, and I, and so, so I'm riding along on my scooter as Zora the Builder, the president. And I'm, I'm going down. Zora the Builder? Zora the Builder. That is so weird. It's so strange. Zora the Builder. Zora the Builder. Yeah, like Zora the Builder. And so I'm riding down this street on my scooter and my scooter starts puttering like it's not going very well it's like it was going in and out be like it was still going but it was like acting up like backfiring and stuff and so i'm like oh man there's something wrong with my scooter and i look back and i realize someone in the chat said zora the fuck stick so 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 I look back. <laughs> and Caitlin said he's never not calling you Zora the Builder. Zora the Builder. <laughs> Zora the Builder. Zora. What the fuck is wrong Zora with the you? Builder. Zora. Zora, Zora the Builder. Zora the Builder. Yeah. But I'm riding along on my scooter, so my scooter's like acting up. And that's when I decide to look back, and I realize there had been people, you know, behind me. And I look back, and they're maybe two blocks back behind me. As and they're and I look, and it's a bunch of dudes in white shirt, black suit sunglasses on. They almost look like men in black kind of. Uh, you well, know, you know to, like typical men in black. They have to be watching out for President Zora the Builder. Well, the thing is though, I realized those guys were not my guys. Uh-oh. Those weren't my guys. Like they were they were after me. And so they're also Uh-oh. riding scooters that are slightly faster than my scooter. This thing this whole thing's probably taking place at 25 miles an hour. And they're so we're in a chase. Stuff. We're in a chase. And this guy these guys are slowly getting close to me and I'm like, "Okay, I need to get some help. I know I can call my secret service, but here's how I call my secret service. It's not with a phone. It's not with anything else. Walkie talkie. No, I lift up my finger, my right pointer finger, and I talk into it. And that's how I call my secret service. And I'm like, secret service, I need help right now. These guys are after me. You need to get over here. But my calls weren't going through. So I'm, my finger was my walkie talkie. And uh, the calls weren't going through, and these guys were getting closer and closer. No way, your finger calls weren't going through. My finger calls weren't going through. Jeez. And so... What was Zora the Builder going to do now? Well, Zora the Builder was a little bit worried. 
I mean, I was definitely definitely worried about what was going on. And luckily, right then, so these guys are getting closer and closer, and I can see them, and they're staring at me. I know they have something, some bad intention towards me. And uh, just to clarify in the chat, it's uh, John just said, I am still not convinced Greg doesn't do drugs. I, I don't. So this is completely just whatever's just in my head. Crazy. If somebody doesn't do drugs and they have things like this, that means there's something wrong on the inside. Yeah, there's no drugs involved. I don't know what, yeah. I'm afraid of what drugs would do. So mm-hmm. I'm... As I'm, as I'm going, it's like all of a sudden my scooter, my presidential scooter picks back up and it starts working again. And I just speed off ahead and I go around this corner in the park. And then that's when I wake up. And that was my dream. And I woke Zora up and I wrote all this down. Builder. I wrote it all down when I woke up. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and like, you know, put it all into my phone. So, yeah. What does this mean? What does that mean? Sarah, tell me. Greg, I think it means that you're insane. I mean, isn't there some kind of a some kind of a reason or rhyme to this? So you were nominated as president under the name Zora the Builder, which clearly you're not. I, you're I don't even know. Very... I don't even know previous to that. It's just I was president Zora the Builder sure. of the United States of America. So you're sure that you were the president and you weren't just like some schmuck that stole somebody's scooter? No, I was president. I knew I was president. Yeah. Oh, okay. Zora I'm the Builder. S- I'm so sorry. No, I mean in the dream, I I knew I was I was Zora the Builder, the president of the United States of America, oh. and I was riding my presidential scooter through the park city and being chased by uh, men in black. So, so do you have any kind of rhyme or reason for this? Can you analyze this in any way? So you were the president, you were on a scooter that was pretty slow and kind of ramshackle. Yeah. The, yeah, the to, scooter wasn't so the greatest. Your scooter wasn't fully functional. No. Your finger phone wasn't fully functional. Yeah. So basically you were like a dysfunctional president. Well, no, something there was there was somebody trying to keep me. Whoever so these guys were in the back, they were the ones causing the problems, mm-hmm. the ones that were chasing me. The men in black, we'll call them. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, you feel like you're being chased down, like in you know and stuff. Somebody's like hot your, in my heels. It's hot in your heels. Your car is like about ready to fall apart. Like, well, I hope not. Now that you said that, now I'll well, worry no. about that. No, your uh, car is fine. <laughs> no, I do, I don't know. I just I have no idea. I can't explain it. Zora the Builder. Zora the Builder. Zora the Builder. Z-O-R-A-H, the Builder. That's what it was. So uh, our pal Ben in the chat says, to dream that you're running for president signifies your quest for power. You have set high goals for yourself. Alternatively, the dream indicates uh, your belief that you can do a better job if you were in charge of things. You have a lot of confidence in your abilities. Okay. Zora the Builder. It doesn't say, like, if it's not actually you, though. Wait, what do you mean, if it's not actually me? I I was the... So you, I, okay. Well, I was Zora. Okay. But that's not you, though. Well, in the dream, I was Zora the Builder. So maybe you were having the dream, like, that's somebody else's power. Because you weren't you in the dream. It would be your power if it was, like, President Greg Nibbler. Wait, I was dreaming I was somebody else? I mean, I guess I was somebody else. But, I mean, in the dream, I was Zora, though. It's not like Mm. I was in somebody else's body. Yeah, but in order for it to pertain to real life, wouldn't it have to be, like... Hmm. Really, you? Uh, Keelan says it means Greg is an alien cult leader. His dreams are his subconscious trying to reveal his true identity. Maybe that could be. That's, that's totally it. That's a, that's I mean, a distinct you've possibility. Said, like, that's the number one thing that you've ever wanted to play in a movie is a cult leader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, a, and an alien. Put that dream lightly. Yeah. And I have alien. played a cult leader in a, in a movie. I did do that. That was fun. Uh, Zora, our friend Suman in the chat says... Uh, uh, was called a place of wasps. It was a biblical town in the uh, low country of Judah. Whoa, weird. There actually was a place called Zora, Huh. The place of wasps. Place of wasps. Ew. Why was it called wasps? I don't know. I don't like wasps. They're stingy. No. <laughs> Not a big fan of those. Not a big fan of things that sting me. Um, hmm. Well, They're I don't know. stingy. If somebody has any, any solution to this, any answers, please, send an email to funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Zora the Builder. Zora. Uh, you're saying it wrong. Just so you know, in the dream, I knew how it was pronounced. How is you're that? You're saying Zora. It's Zora. 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 No, not, not, not Sarah. Zora. 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 No, you go down with the ah. Zora. 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 Yeah, no, you're doing it wrong. Hello, my friends. Wait, Greg, did I do the, um... I, do, I can't remember because I uh, skipped a couple stories in World of Crazy Did I do the ship one? The scrap ship? No, you did not. Okay. No. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome 
to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. First up out of London, a member of the United Kingdom's parliament is now fighting for his right to keep his pet tarantula at his desk. No. Mm. A member of parliament wants to keep his tarantula with him at all times. All times. Mm. Crawling around. No. Creeping and crawling. I don't like tarantulas. Not caged in. Yeah, and not a lot of people do. And so this guy uh, has been told he can't have his tarantula there. So his name is Chief Whip Gavin. Wait, Pet what? Chief Whip Gavin. Whip Gavin. Whip Gavin. Okay. Has reportedly said he will not cast off Cronus, his pet tarantula, despite the House of Commons rules prohibiting pets being in Parliament. Uh, and so it's the common authorities. Oh, it's Chief Whip Gavin Williamson, not Chief Whip Gavin. Okay. No, Chief Whip Gavin. No, his name. No, his name's not. His name's not Whip Gavin. Chief. The Whip Chief Gavin. Whip is Gavin. What's a whip? Well, that's the title. That's a Chief Whip. It's oh, so that's not his name? No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, we have Skip and Trip. I thought maybe in yes. Britain they have like a whip. No. Chief Whip is the title. It's not Chief Whip Gavin. No. And, and, no. <laughs> Chief. Chief. What is whip. a Chief Whip? It's a title. I don't It's how their parliament works. Oh, like majority or minority whip. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. Is responsible for administering the whipping yep. system that ensures the members of the party attend and vote in parliament as the party leadership desires. Whips are MPs. We have them here, too. Or lords. Oh, okay. Well, I do declare. Chief Whip Gavin. Chief Whip Gavin. <laughs> whip Gavin. Okay. Uh, all right, so a source in parliament says the Commons authorities were told in no uncertain terms that Cronus the Tarantula was staying as he is government business, and this is not a Commons matter. So... Chief Whip Gavin is, he's putting his, his foot down about his tarantulas. Okay. Um, so Chief Whip Gavin has kept Cronus in a glass tank on his desk where his presence has been known to frighten other members of parliament. You think having a giant creepy crawly tarantula? For the most part, from what I understand, they're harmless. Well, yeah, of course they're Still, harmless. It's just that doesn't make it any more comforting. It's not what you want to see, yeah. No, you're not trying to Maybe make Maybe we should decisions. get one for the studio. Yeah. Should we get a studio tarantula? Do we need the studio pet other than Finnegan right now? Uh-oh, is he gone? Oh, no, Where did he go? Okay, he's right there. Um, I don't think we need a studio maybe pet. Maybe we do need a studio pet. We don't need a studio pet. Like even a fish tank or something? I highly doubt. I saw your plant that tank. you named at your house. Is it oh, that's still my, alive? Yeah, I've got a plant named Willard. Is it still alive? Um... Yeah, Willard's doing all right. Willard looked like he was uh, kind of on his way out. No, Willard's fine. I got Willard because I worked sleepy. an event and they had leftover plants, and so I took the plant home. And Willard is uh, Willard's doing fine. I don't think I've watered him in a little while, though, now that you remind me. Yeah, we're not getting any living thing and keeping it in here. Oh, we need to. No, that's not happening. Mm. Uh, so the chief whip says that he has... Uh, he's had Cronus since he was a baby little spider, so he has a very paternal attachment to Cronus. It's very much the same. I don't think spiders have paternal attachments. I really don't. Chief Whip, Chief Whip Gavin says that he feels very paternal toward his toward Cronus the tarantula. Oh, he feels paternal. Okay. He does. He does. He doesn't want to be separated from his Cronus while he's doing, you know, his job. Other people can't bring their pets to work. Why should he be able to bring a creepy tarantula? Have you ever seen a wild tarantula? Mm-mm. I have. In Tucson, they have them, and they'll just they'll have burrows, like in people's front yards. Fuck that. No, you walk out at night, and you shine it, and you just see their eyes, and they're all, like, with all their legs, like, sticking out the front of the burrow. Stop it! Them. No, it's for real. That's enough. That's what they do. That's enough of that. I got, I've got pictures. That's enough. Out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, an Albuquerque cafe is relying on good karma to keep its doors open and keep it afloat by adopting a unique pay-as-you-feel policy, even if you don't feel like paying at all. For what is it? At a restaurant. Okay. So it's uh, it's a pay pay what you feel. So basically, you can walk in, get food, you can get it for free, or you can you know overpay or pay what you think is. Free. I don't. I'm not a fan of that system, to be honest. I just want to know what it is. Like, what is your price level? I'll either think that's too high or too low. 
or somewhere that I'm willing to pay. Well, then it. if you know where your price level is, then why do you have to have no, somebody No, because I don't you? know what goes into the ingredients. I don't want to be ripped off either, but I don't want to rip anybody else off. Like, I don't want to, like, what if I order something and it turns out it's, like, really expensive to make and I only give them $10 or something? Then then I'd feel bad. Then they probably wouldn't have a pay... I'm sure this isn't, like, the most the highest class of well, delicacies. then they're trying to rip people off by getting them to pay more than they should. They're not getting anyone to pay anything. You don't have to pay anything. That's what it is. That's pay as you feel, even if you don't feel like paying anything at all. So this guy's name is uh, David Wade McCulloch, owner of uh, the Karma Cafe. Said he was inspired inspired um, to found the restaurant by a philosophy of an eatery that he encountered when he was traveling in Australia. He says the restaurant that he saw operated on a pay-as-you-feel model, McCulloch told uh, let's see the television station down there. So he applied the concept to a pop-up food stand, Food Karma. And three years later, he has been able to transform the business into a full restaurant, which is fully opened after a, crowdfund- a successful uh, crowdfunding camp- uh, campaign on GoFundMe. Huh. So he's able to take this, make it make it work, and transform a food cart into a restaurant. All right. So I think he might be doing something well. Maybe. He says, uh, most people are fair and honest and want to contribute, even if uh, people... Uh, say they're homeless or struggling, they still want to contribute or pay what they can, and even if they can't, we can still feed them. So it gives people a good Well, place. okay, that's good. Yeah. So people can go there. It's a restaurant, so it's a sit-down, so you can, you know, pay as much or as little as you want. All right. It seems like a concept that would exist in Portland, and then people would take advantage of it, and then it would people go would away very quickly. absolutely take advantage of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Because I think Portland wants to be nicer than it is. Yeah, I don't think don't it think? would work I, here. I, don't, I think, don't think it would work here. We used to be able to have nice things. I don't think we can anymore. Maybe. I, I just think that's the way it is. Right? All right, so that's happening in Albuquerque. It's called Food Karma, if you want to check that out. All right, I found this fascinating, and I'm sure you know all about this, and I, this is what I had asked you about earlier. Did you hear the story about World War II shipwrecks, under-the-sea shipwrecks that are mysteriously vanishing? Yes, actually. That so was three a, shipwrecks yeah. dating back to World War II have completely disappeared from the bottom of the Java Sea. So this, uh, so authorities in the Netherlands have been left outraged after they discovered that the wrecks of let's see of three ships had somehow vanished into thin air, leaving behind, behind large holes where the ships once had sat on the sea floor. Yeah, so it's uh, they're scrapping it. Yeah, scrappers. Like, how does one even travel to the bottom of the ocean to go and... That's... So I did read up about this story. As soon as I saw this, this seemed like something that you... Oh, yeah. This comes in on one of my news sites. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's people... They... they, As David in the live chat just said, tweakers of the sea. Yeah, that's (laughs) kind of it. But it's a pretty elaborate operation because, one, I mean, I realize that's a lot of metal in a big destroyer or whatever, whatever ship it is down there. But I wouldn't ever think that it would be... Enough metal to where it's worth the effort it must take to dredge up a ship yeah. from the bottom of the ocean. Because you have to have a ton of equipment to do that and large, like, huge cranes to like, even How would they even that? be able to, yeah, to do that without being discovered? Well, I read what part of it, what they do is I guess they go down there, they send divers down who um, set explosives on it to blow it up into smaller pieces, smaller chunks, and then they take it out chunk by chunk. Oh. But, I mean, that's a huge operation. That is a huge operation. And they were able to do this with not one, not two, but three giant ships at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. So the vessels, uh, all three of them went down in 1942 uh, during a battle with the Japanese. Their wrecks were discovered by amateur divers back in 2002. Now, the Indonesian Navy is investigating what might have happened to them. One possibility that they're speculating is that the vessels have been stolen as part of an illegal scrap metal operation, uh, a practice that is quite common in the region. But it says, given the size and weight of these W uh, World War II era ships, however, it would have required a major effort to haul them up from these depths. Yeah. Uh, it's also a question of how the operation could have been carried out under te- uh, undetected. According to commercial salvage company managers, it is more likely that small groups progressively stripped the vessels one piece at a time over several years until nothing was left. Also, yes, they could have used explosive devices to split the wrecks up into smaller pieces. Okay. Which is just insane. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's nuts to think about. I mean, that just makes our, you know, scrap metal collecting Portland people just look lazy. Yeah. That's hardcore. That's the big leagues. That's the big leagues. Gotta graduate to that. Mm-hmm. Then finally, you know how we talked about how we clearly need to take the show to Japan because it seems like a magical place? Yeah. Now here's another reason why we should take it to Japan because they... It is now being announced that there is going to be 
a robotic Jurassic Park that's going What? to be opening there in Japan. A robotic Jurassic Park. A robotic Jurassic Park called Dino, Dino Alive. And it'll offer visitors the next best thing to real dinosaurs without the risk of being eaten. Describe a, uh, described as a half visual spectacle and half performance piece. The idea of robotic versions of Jurassic Park is the brainchild of a Japanese entrepreneur named Kazuya Kenamaru. Dinos Alive? Uh, Dino Alive. Oh. There's some other site that's Dinos Alive. This one says it's Dino Alive. Okay. All right. Well, Either way, a, I'm in. During a presentation at an industry expo in Tokyo last week, um, Kenny, Kenny Maru, what's his first name? Kazuya. Impressed investors by introducing a robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex, which attempted to <laughs> gobble up one of the actors on stage. Now, if the park does go ahead, it will offer uh, members of the public the chance to experience firsthand realistic recreations of the prehistoric world using animatronics and human-operated robot dinosaurs. Okay, this this is cool. Yeah, if so, not. I want to ride a dinosaur. You might be able to. I mean, it's Japan. It seems like anything's possible. I also want to ride a buffalo. Wasn't that the name of that show? There's a show, yeah where a guy, yeah, no, yeah, where a guy rides a buffalo. Okay. I want to do that. All right. Well, dream big, Greg. There you have it. Robot dinosaurs in Japan. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. I'm starting to get stressed about the drive. You'll be good. You'll be yeah. fine. You'll be good. Uh, well, we do. We still have to do a little bit of ball talk. Mm -hmm. So we've got that. Also, before we, we do that, I know uh, this is our last show of the week. We're not doing a show on Friday, but we've got the weekend coming up, you know, Black Friday. And then uh, Monday is Cyber Monday. Great day to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon mm -hmm. link. You can do that anytime, though. Uh, you can do that deals. today. You can do it right now. Just a second. Just click away. Right now. It'll you make you feel it. so good. Yeah, it would. But also what will make you feel good is visiting small businesses, which we are also, uh, on Saturday, because it's Small Business Saturday, mm -hmm. and one of those uh, great businesses is Next Venture, right here in Portland, Oregon. And they're located on the corner of Stark and Grand, uh, an outdoor store. I'm sure they're going to have all kinds of deals that'll be going They always have deals going on. It's just, it's a wonderful wonderland to go into. Um, Next Adventure's big store there on, on Stark and Grand, and then they've got all kinds of other things. They've also got a... Uh, Paddle Center, which is mm -hmm. paddles for paddle sports. Oh yeah, um, which is right down the street as well. Plus the website nextadventure. I say you can shop. Uh, you can shop from home. You can on shop the from website. home. You can shop and that's from still home. supporting a small business, even it though is. it's on the internet. Nextadventure.net. And a shout out to our other friends who own a small business too, Asylum on Thirty Seventh and Hawthorne. So another great way to to do some some small business shopping and support businesses. And by virtue, it also supports this small business. Oh my goodness. Too. That's like supporting so many small businesses. That's so many small businesses time. all in one. Mm -hmm. so that's a good thing. To Greg, do. that was very deep. Yes. Oh, you could also get yourself a movie to watch over the next uh, few days because you'll probably want to watch a movie together with the family. Go to our website, funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Nightmare at Nibblers link right there on the front page. Oh, fun for the whole family. Fun for the whole family. For the on whole demand. Family. You can all watch it. It is a fun, fun movie to watch. There might be some language in there. I can't remember. No, there isn't. No, because I played it for my parents. No, there's no language. It's good. Nightmare at Nibblers. Okay. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Got a few stories here to get to. Just a couple of things. Uh, breaking news in the world of college football. Just to get this out of the way. The University of Notre Dame has had to vacate all of its wins from 2012 and 13. Or is it 13, 14? Yeah, 2000. 12 and 13, so in there for, for the football team, because there was a person on their staff who was writing papers for some of the players. <laughs> Now, the university is saying they didn't know anything about it. Of course, you know, that's all what they always say. Reading into it, it does kind of seem like they might have a case that this was a, a female um, trainer. It just says it was a woman trainer, uh -huh. and that she was writing papers for the players, for a few of them. Who knows? Either way, they have to vacate their wins. And also, uh, the University of Missouri is now under under uh, indictment by the NCAA for alleged academic fraud after a former tutor revealed widespread cheating abetted by academic tutors. So, shocking! All these college football programs are cheating. Big surprise. I mean, who doesn't cheat in college? I don't. You didn't have that. Okay. I mean, I, I got like the, uh, what are the abbreviated book versions like sometimes I, I got those uh, we had full on and they never ended up things? helping me but they helped a lot of other people we had full on um, 
Oh, tests. Yeah, like the test system. At your sorority or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, backlog test. Uh, we we did have something like that. Like whatever. Uh, they, I don't think they ever in. really helped. They me. never helped me. They helped other people because there were a lot of like business, like people were going cliff to business notes. Thank you, cliff notes is what I was thinking. And of. economics and things, but I mean, yeah, like all the practice tests, like people would always, or, or like their actual tests, mm. just a little help. Yeah. But yeah, but not full on, not full on cheating. Right. Wink, no, I wink. didn't. I wouldn't. I'd be too afraid to. Just like I told you, I was too afraid to shoplift. <laughs> Sarah, too afraid to be a criminal. <laughs> all right, moving on to ball talk. Um. We've got this. Do you know who Matthew Della Vadova is? Not a clue. Okay, Matthew Della Vadova. Most people don't. Um, he He's a player now for the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA. But he used to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he kind of rose to fame playing with the Cavaliers, including when they won their championship. He was this Australian guy, usually a backup, kind of kind of an asshole, kind of a, got a dirty player. Um, okay. Dirty player kind of... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A rep. But he was very much loved in Cleveland, and now because he he was on their side, and now in in Milwaukee, he's a very popular player. But he's Australian, and here's the thing: you are about to get ready to see a Matthew Delvadova biopic. He's getting his own movie about him. Is he interesting enough for that? Well, I don't know, but they're going to make a movie of him, and so. The they say that he reflects the blue collar character of the people in the crowd and watching at home, and he, the movie is going to be about his rise as a country boy in in country Victoria in Australia, and rising his and his strange way to rise to NBA, rise to the top. Yeah, to rise to the top of the NBA. Okay. Yeah, Skeelan says the answer to that is no. Yeah. No, I do not. I cannot imagine what is so interesting about Matthew Delavadova that he would require a movie, but he is there making it happen. They're going to have a movie. Uh, the production is set to commence in Australia in 2017 with the film aiming to emulate the likes of Hoosiers and Rocky. According to the words, like those are two of the greatest sports movies of all wow. time. Maybe the two greatest. And they're saying the Matthew Delavadova movie will be right up there. So there you go. Uh, f- let's see. We'll do this final one here in Ball Talk, and then I'll, of course, do my predictions. We've got a new hockey team. We already knew that. A new NHL team was going to be going into Las Vegas. Las Vegas did uh, is going to be having an expansion team that starts next season. And now we've got a name, and the name is the Golden Knights. What? The Golden Knights. Uh, you have the choice to make it anything you want. And they went with Golden Knights. And they also dropped the loss from Las Vegas. So it's the Vegas Golden Knights, which is even more strange. Yeah, that's not... That'd be like saying the Francisco 49ers. The Angeles Rams. That does not work. The York Knicks. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So the Vegas Golden Knights is going to be the team name. Uh, set to start playing next year in Las Vegas. It's so boring. That's such a boring name. That is super boring. Out of I mean, the thing is, with when you're in Las Vegas, you have so many options for things they could have done. They could have done the Vegas Dealers. That's kind of boring. But the, the Las Vegas Blackjacks, the Las Vegas well, Aces was the one they, they put her out for a while that they were uh, postulating. I think Aces would be good. Yeah. Las Vegas that's Aces. That's better than Golden Knights. It's better than Golden Knights. And the other ones that they were thinking about were the Las Vegas Sidewinders, which, all right, maybe, Nighthawks, and Desert Hawks. Like, is there no, in all of Las Vegas, there's nobody with any kind of an imagination? Like, it's Vegas, it's big, grandiose. Come up with something. The Las Vegas Strips. I don't know. That's probably not a good one. No, that's not good. That's not a good one. The Las Vegas Golden Knights. Or it's not even lost. It's Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, but anyway, that is, that's what's happening there. Let's finally uh, do some predictions here for this long weekend. Sarah, there's many different college football games that will be happening, including one here in the state of Oregon. And that is what uh, is called Civil War here in Oregon. It is the University of Oregon versus Oregon Ooh, are State. are you going to pick one? I am not. Why not? 
Well, generally speaking, over the last several years, uh, University of Oregon's been a, a really good football team. They suck. Now, they're shitty. They upset Utah the other day, but they're still shitty. However, Oregon State, also shitty. So it's, it's going to be a battle of two shitty teams. I actually, probably, it might not be that bad of a game to watch because I bet there will be a lot of scoring. What time does it start Because both defenses on suck. Uh, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. on Saturday. With the really crappy de- defenses, it might not be that bad. It might not be that bad of a game. Uh, so that is going to be happening. I won't make a prediction on that. We'll see what goes on there. The The other game, though, there's also the Apple Cup, which take, takes place on Friday. Mm-hmm. Which is Washington State versus University of Washington. Two teams with very different um, records on the end of the spectrum of being good or bad this year. Oregon and Oregon State suck. Washington and Washington State are good. Very good. Washington's number five in the country. Wazoo's number 23. Sarah, I'm going to let you make a prediction on that game. Why would I make a prediction? Okay. All right, then I'll make a prediction. Here's my prediction. All right, do it. Prediction number one, number five, University of Washington versus number 23, Washington State University. The winner of this game. Because they're not going to do it this year because it's in Pullman will be the Washington State Cougars knocking off the University of Washington Huskies. Oh, it's in Pullman? It's in Pullman. Now, don't be surprised if the Cougs coog it. Well, of course I'm not surprised. And they're winning all the way up until the last two minutes of the game. But I think Washington State can do it. I think I think Wazoo can can knock off uh, Washington. That's my, my one prediction. Uh, let's see. Two more predictions, and then we'll wrap this up. We'll say goodbye. Number 16, Nebraska. Number versus Iowa. We're going to the Big Ten play, sir. Big Ten. Oh, no, that's Big 12. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, that's Big that's Big Ten. Let's figure it out in real time. Nebraska versus Iowa. Number 16, Nebraska, with former Oregon State coach Mike Riley at the helm, taking place in Iowa City, Iowa. How about that? Oh, my God. Iowa Hawkeyes, because they can see for miles. They're up there in their cornfields and their fields of dreams. Versus the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They also have a lot of corn. So much corn. Much, a lot of corn. corn. A lot of corn. I think that's oh, it's all corn in those two states. Yeah. Minus some of our fine listeners, of course. And I'm going to say the winner will be the Hawkeyes. All right. Yay. Iowa. You have a, you have a Hawkeyes shirt. That, I that did. I don't know where it is. Okay. Yeah. The Iowa so Hawkeyes. So now I don't have to answer for it anymore. We'll knock off Nebraska. And finally, do you want to pick one final you one? You want me to? Give me a thing. Okay. You're right. Let me give you this. Let me, let me, let me send this over to you. And that way you can make your selection. Sarah. Oh, God. Finnegan. Hi, buddy. Leave Finnegan alone. Finnegan's fine. Leave Finnegan alone. Leave Finnegan alone. (laughs) Just leave him alone. (laughs) Why you gotta be so mean to him? Okay. All right, I'm pulling it up. All right, pull it up, Sarah. This is a big deal here. This is a big deal. All right, so what were the other ones? So you did the WSU one. What was the first one? Yep, WSU. Or the second one, or you did the Hawkeyes. And then I did the Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes. That's a Hot guys. No, I'm not saying hot guys. Hawkeyes. Hot guys. No, Hawkeyes. Iowa Hawkeyes. Ooh, all right. How about this one? Okay. Number 15, Florida versus number 14, Florida State. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Ooh, boy. All right. We got some Florida State Seminoles versus the University of Florida Gators, where Gatorade's from. Home of Tim Tebow. That was interesting the first time you said it. Tebow. Tebow Town. Okay. Where's it taking place at? Tallahassee or? It's in Tallahassee. In Tallahassee, Florida State. All right. I'm going to go with. (sighs) Chomp, chomp, chomp. Gators eating them up. Making some Seminole stew. The Gators are going to be feeding on Saturday. Gators will win. Gators. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yes, we all got it. All right. Greg, it's a gator eating. Conclude your ball talk. Oh, that concludes this edition of ball talk. Okay. Stop doing that. There it is. I'm telling you, that's what happens. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. We really, 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 genuinely, greatly appreciate it. 
Uh, big shout out to Ernie. Ernie, thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Ernie. Dude, thank you. Ernie hooked us up yesterday. That was badass. That better still be here when I get back. What? What do you mean? What? All right. Uh, send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. <laughs> it's being noted in the chat that Seminole stew is an awkward, uh, an unfortunate phrase. Possibly, now that you think about it, yeah. If you think about it in those terms. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Have right. a wonderful weekend. Yes, everyone have a wonderful weekend. I'm off. Drive safely. Drive safe. If you're out there. I'm going to take a picture of uh, before I leave of me and Finn. Finn, my little, my little co-pilot. Co-pilot Finn. I wish I had a little like hel- like leather helmet or something for him to wear. Oh boy. I don't think Finn has any sweaters or anything like oh, that. Oh, not yet. Are you you're gonna come back of them all dolled up? Yeah. Bows in his hair. Oh yeah, not bows, but I'm gonna get him like a little sweater or something. <laughs> he looks so cute. In a I little think he'd sweater. eat it off. I don't think he would keep it on very long. We'll see. He'll chew it off. Well, we'll find out one way or the other. Okay, either way, he's getting a sweater. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday at the usual time with more Fun Employment Radio. .com. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.